Okay, so anyone who knows me, and honestly, at this point, anyone who listens to the podcast, because I guess we've just (laughs) gotten real close around here, knows that I do not wear bras. And like, that's not some sort of an over-exaggeration. You can ask any of my friends. I truly do not ever wear bras. However, there have recently been some circumstances where like, I just have to. I've been saying yes to more things. I feel like we've been going to more events and there are just some outfits. I got to do it. And when I tell you I have finally found a bra that makes wearing one bearable. Like I'm never going to be an everyday bra wearer. It's not in the cars for me. But when I have to, the only bras I can wear are skims, which I'll get into the specific ones in a second, but we all know this comes as no surprise. Like I have been an OG diehard skims fan since day one. I am a fan of every single product they make. You know the way I feel about the underwear, the clothes, all of it. But now adding bras to the mix, specifically the Fits Everybody t-shirt bra, because You guys know the way I feel about the Fits Everybody collection. I could talk about that for forever, but specifically the t-shirt bra, it's just so comfortable. I don't know, the straps don't dig into you. It's probably the only bra I've ever worn where when I get home, I'm not like dying to take it off, which I cannot express how massive of a feat that is for someone like me. It's just comfortable and it just does what it needs to do. And I am such a fan, which like no surprise, I love everything Skims makes, but here to confirm the bras are as good as you would think that they are. Shop Skims Bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A through 46H. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. I just want to start by taking one minute to tell you guys about Tiki's. So basically, Tiki's is this really cool leather sandal brand handcrafted in Brazil. You've definitely heard us talk about them before. We are very much obsessed with this company. The backstory is that the company was founded by a husband and wife duo, Carly and Jesse Burnett. So Carly actually came up with the idea when they were on vacation in St. Bart's, which if you've ever been or you know anything about St. Bart's, these sandals just scream it. Super simple, classy, uh, really elegant uh, kind of sandals. So Anna and Tor actually bought tiki's for all of the women at her daughter B. Schaefer's wedding because they have monogramming, which is the perfect for bridal parties or goodie bags or, you know, baby showers, that type of stuff. It's very, it's not that frequent that you see uh, sandals with the option to monogram. I'm sure you've seen them on Beyonce, Angelina Jolie, Cindy Crawford, Steph Shep. They all own them. You've also seen them probably everywhere on Instagram, which is a really cool company that we are big fans of. Um, Cocoa Butter is their best-selling shade, and they launched their nudes collection, which is designed to match every skin tone. So that's Tiki's, T-K-E-E-S, and our listeners actually get 15% off with the code CBC. So you can go to tiki's.com, T-K-E-E-S.com slash CBC to check out the pairs that they have. Again, that's tiki's, T-K-E-E-S.com slash CBC. Okay, now back to the show. Okay, it is 10.42 p.m. on Monday night. We just finished recording. We came in here at 9 o'clock because we wanted to make sure we could get the episode up by Tuesday morning but still get in at least some of the Met Gala content, which we did. We also had Justin Sylvester from Daily Pop calling in to talk us through the whole Beyonce Taylor Swift drama. We talked about everything from Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner's wedding to Justin Bieber and Chris Brown a lot. This was one of our favorite episodes. I think that we should always record at 9 p.m. from now on because we're just so energized. And uh, we really hope you guys enjoy. Hi, guys. I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And we're the girls behind Comments by Celebs. Tonight is a totally different episode than I think we've ever done. I think so, too. (laughs) So full disclosure, it is currently 8.40 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Monday night. And typically the way that this works is we release our regular podcast episode on Tuesdays. So we try to record them on Monday so that they can go out on Tuesday mornings. 
When we realized, obviously, that it was Met Gala Monday, we knew we wanted to do some coverage on that. So the only kind of feasible solution was to record it tonight so that it could still go up early tomorrow morning. So this is kind of happening live. I mean, we watched the e-red carpet from 5 p.m. to 8.30 until we got into an Uber to come here. So our reactions to everything that's happening is <laughs> as current as they possibly could be. Yes. I mean, that is that is correct. I mean, about literally one minute before we just started, Julie was showing me Cardi's outfit that we missed on the E when we were in the Uber. So that's what's happening. We're going to get into everything. Um, we have this show. There is so much to get into, but also every single thing we're talking about, we are so excited to talk about. Like, Oh my God. I'm literally it, it, so excited. No, I know. We have very strong opinions. We have a very special guest calling in. Met Gala Monday. So I know a lot of you remember a couple weeks ago, we had Justin Sylvester on from Daily Pop and he was amazing, infectious. We're obsessed with him. So we knew that he would have very strong opinions on the whole Beyonce Taylor Swift thing. So we asked him if he would want to kind of call in and talk about it. So he's in LA, we're in New York, but in a couple minutes, he's going to call in after we get through the Met stuff and we're going to get into the entire Beyonce Taylor Swift thing. And I think he's the perfect person to co-host that section with us, right, Julie? Uh, I couldn't be more excited. He's, he's just the best. Okay, let's get into the Met. So this is really fashion's biggest night. It's been referred to kind of as the East Coast Oscars. It's a huge deal. It's the first Monday in May every year. For anybody that didn't know this, because I actually didn't, it was established in 1948 by the fashion publicist Eleanor Lambert, and it's a way to you know raise money for the Costume Institute. So that's the whole purpose of this. And, and tables are insane in their cost, upwards of $300,000 per table. Insane. Insane. And they've raised over you know, 300-something million dollars over the course of doing this for the Costume Institute. Anyway, so every year they have a theme, and the attendees need to – adhere to that and they can kind of make with it what they want but it has to at least loosely be related to the theme so this year so the theme this year was camp notes on fashion and that the name comes from susan sontag's 1964 essay called notes on camp so the way that she has kind of described what camp is is and i'm quoting this it's all about artifice exaggeration and superficial style over content and yet it's dead serious so it's you know it's kind of one of those themes it's not the easiest to explain because it's kind of just out there it's one of those things where it's so broad kind of that it's hard to adhere to it and it's hard to fill it in but i guess it's almost better because then what like what isn't camp exactly it's very up to interpretation it was actually funny uh celine dion was on the red carpet today she was wearing oscar de la renta i mean this insane headpiece and, and beyond we'll get into that but she someone asked her what do you think of the theme and she was like honestly i thought we were all gonna just get in, in bunk beds or sleeping bags and just sleep here i wish the theme was regular camp <laughs> i thought imagine? we were gonna do like a little butter bomb on crossover like and you know kendall would have worn her sophie shorts rolled up three times could you, could you imagine no i would have i would have lost it's it it's like in a fantasy world what what i what i would want okay so let's get into the night so it starts we turn on e immediately at 5 p.m we're sitting there we could not be more excited and it starts with lady gaga and we had been told that she was going to make some grand entrance but you never really know with her let me tell you something she did not disappoint so she her date was brandon maxwell and she was wearing all brandon maxwell and she walks out her first look was this giant hot pink, I don't even know, I was going to say dress, but it's not even a dress. It was really just a, a, almost a costume kind of yeah. massive, this massive display of just hot pink. It was a 25 foot train and she walks out. Her makeup is done to the nines. Her hair is done to the nines. She has this giant uh, hot pink bow on her head. So she has kind of dancers with her. It's almost like a choreographed entrance. And they start almost parachuting her dress, which was 
amazing and we're loving this. It was like performance art coming alive. Very typical Lady Gaga fashion. She goes into look number two, which is they take off this giant hot pink contraption that she has on and she's wearing this stunning strapless black dress, very um, full figured, like it had a lot of structure to it. She looks insane. She's walking. I mean, we're all just dying over it. Okay. Then, of course, since it's Lady Gaga, she has all of the dancers that are with her choreographing this, this almost reveal and into her third look, which is a hot pink skin-tight dress. I loved this. I, I would have been honestly content if she had stayed in that hot pink for the rest of the night. I wish she did. That was my favorite. And she still may. I mean, we don't know because – I loved that. That was my favorite. It was this. Re- it was literally just a skin-tight hot pink dress. She looked amazing. But of course, it's it's Gaga. She's going one step further. So she takes that off and she's in this fishnet stockings with a bra and her, I would say, 10-inch sequined or embellished shoes in her very, very typical Gaga fashion. And she is just serving. I mean, here's the thing about her. Whether or not you like her, have opinions on her, whatever, even if you're fucking Irina Shank, she knows how to perform. I mean, that woman gets onto a carpet and she does her fucking thing oh my god this is what she was made for every single time no matter what she's doing this is her peak and also it's kind of like the perfect not end to the year of lady gaga but like and in the year of her yeah in in a 12-month period yeah even though we're not at the end of a year like the biggest step almost i don't know how to describe it but this is the year of lady gaga and this is exactly what fits that to a t to a t also you know we were watching as always we're watching it with the the e-commentators and of course they know so much more about this fashion stuff than we do so for us you know we see her doing this crazy entrance and we're like oh my god this is crazy but we don't know julie and i I mean we know we watch the met every year but we don't know as intense like from, from a fashion perspective and they were all saying this has really never been done before this type of entrance has really never been done like it really was a first it wasn't just us freaking out about from, it yeah especially from the the performance art perspective i don't know there's just something about lady gaga i think she is the most captivating person in the entire world she is so she had um a wagon with brandon maxwell champagne boxes and her joanne cowboy hat she had her real hair and makeup team which is this these two people that go with her everywhere and they were kind of part of the performance they were like spraying her hair and they were fixing her makeup and she had all these dancers with you know in, in tuxes with umbrellas the whole thing was just performative and beautiful and what a start to the night i mean juliana rancic i thought she was going to drop dead on the spot i thought so too i really did she was go- she was losing forget her it mind. brad Goreski was gone yeah he brad- was gone. <laughs> literally brad, like death by lady gaga brad Goreski couldn't handle it um it was amazing okay so the next person we see is serena williams she walks out in this yellow number it was valentino and she was wearing the off-white uh nike shoes that's my fucking girl that's my girl (laughs) it was awesome obviously you you guys know julie has a i mean we all do but really julie has a thing for virgil and the fact that serena was wearing his shoes the whole thing was amazing she's such an icon she's also one of the hosts we should mention uh there's an after party co-hosted by kim kardashian travis scott lala anthony serena williams and i think i'm forgetting one person and it's after the met so she's one of the hosts so of course this is a really big night for her it's, it would be a big night anyway, but specifically. Yeah. And she's also one of the hosts of The Met with yes. her, Harry Styles, Lady Gaga, and um, Gucci's creative director, whose name I can't remember off the top of my head. Yes. No, you're you're right. So it was a big deal. And she she looks – I mean, Serena's just a class act. So next we see Billy Porter, and he makes an entrance. He comes out um, – this giant, like, Egyptian entrance. It was inspired by Elizabeth Taylor and the whole Cleopatra vibe. So he's in this gilded – 
outfit being ca- carried by probably eight men. In such typical Billy Porter fashion. I mean, th- this guy's an icon. He really is. He talk about talk about breaking barriers and gender fluidity and just like the epitome of 2019 and being your authentic self. And, and also is- the epitome of the theme of tonight. Well, that's the thing. There's oh, You always can respect, even if you don't like what someone's wearing, you can respect when they go hard for the theme. And this guy went hard for the theme. I, I actually liked what he was wearing, but even if I didn't, like he really went for it, you know? Um, the next person we see is Ashley Graham. She walks out. Julie and I, just like full disclosure, I mean, we're speaking objectively about these people in terms of how we actually felt about their outfits. But I have to say, I've always had a major soft spot for Ashley Graham. I think I, I've seen her in real life at JFK, no makeup and sweatpants and just a YSL bag. This woman. Stunning, right? No, to to die for. I was I was literally up close with her and she was so beautiful. I think she has the most magnetic presence. I just have always really liked I her. I could not agree more. I would do sick things for her skin. Yeah, no. Her she skin. glows. She really is. Oh my God. And she's also such an advocate for the body positivity movement, which I personally in just, uh, I really am inspired by women like that. And I think it's, it's so admirable. And um, she just, she is herself and she's beautiful and she owns it. And there's something to be said for that. Anyway, she was wearing Gucci. This, it was like a, a bla- it was like a, blazer outfit yeah like a blazer blazer dress dress. i don't know it was dope it was so sick yeah with embellished uh almost like fishnet stockings she and her hair was done by justine it was this long ponytail with all these little butterfly clips and gucci you know embellished design she was just i thought she looked incredible i could not agree more um next down the carpet was celine dion she was an oscar de la renta this gilded i mean iconic outfit it was like a long sleeve gold's outfit with this headpiece that I think was she said it was like 20 pounds or something oh my god the whole outfit was just covered in heavy sequins yeah heavy and she was you know what's funny it's like you hear Celine Dion you think oh my god an icon what could this woman be, be impressed by kind of how we always joke about how uh you know how how could the Kardashian kids be impressed by any vacation right and she was still so excited to be there no Celine Dion is she's one she is truly one of a kind no she I'm, is yeah uh, the next on the carpet that we saw was Carly Kloss. She was wearing Gucci. It was a gilded um, strapless mini dress with these big black kind of s- cuffed sleeves. She looked great. It wasn't my – by no means was it my favorite of the night, but I still think she looked great. It was on theme. It was. Yeah. I just – there were other people that I was more like, oh, my God, by. I mean, that's the thing about the theme is that you really everybody can-, can be on theme. You can make the argument for. Yeah. Um. Also, Yara Shahidi was in Prada, and I just oh yeah oh no 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 it was really she was one that walked out and and we looked at each other and we we're like wow that is one stunning woman she had a moment she had a real moment it was this like gold outfit it wasn't really a dress it was almost like um a jumpsuit I want to say kind of with this feather cape she she was stunning so then we're sitting there and Chris Jenner walks out and fucking to die for so she is. In this, there were apparently 500 feet of tulle to make this this outfit. It was a almost like navy jumpsuit. Um, and as she said, she's like, I will never not wear pants to one of these things again. I've never been more comfortable. With almost like a David Bowie inspiration. And she was wearing like a blonde wig. It was straight out of Kylie's wig closet, I would say. I think it was literally out of Kylie's wig yeah, closet. Yeah, so, so they asked her about it. And they were like, you know, where does the hair come from? And she was like, honestly... Two hours ago, Kylie said to me, "Mom, we're not doing, we're not doing brown. You're, you're doing, you're doing blonde." And she was like, "Okay." That's what I love about Chris is that she knows that one of her kids has her best interest at heart, and she's like, "I'm so down to go with whatever creative direction they're taking." It was kind of like a Kanye Kim moment. 
I've when we get to Kanye Kim, I've I've been saying no, but I'm saying in the sense of like Kanye yes. saying to Kim, you should do this because it will. You yes, know, Ky- yes. Kylie was and and honestly, Kris Jenner, she would have looked great in anything, but she really to me, she like looked the part, and you know, she's there with. It was so sweet. They they asked her her favorite part, and she was like, I honestly just love standing at the top and seeing all my girls come in. That is that is Kris Jenner. If I had to describe her in one way, I completely agree. Uh, okay, so the next person we see down – oh, and I should mention, by the way, because he's not to be forgotten, Corey Gamble, as her date, was looking fabulous. Julie turned to me. She's like, Corey looks good with a little gray in he his beard. He does look good <laughs> with a little gray in the beard. Good for you. He does, and he had the royal blue accent. He accented her perfectly, and, uh, he, you know, he has that A-Rod quality of he kind of knows when to take a step back and just let her shine, and he was definitely doing that, so that was great. Next, we saw Emily Blunt. She was in stunning all gold long sleeve dress with this gorgeous gold headpiece. She kind of is like a Met Gala staple. She's there every year. And to me, this was on theme, on brand, stunning, classy. I have nothing bad to say about it. Nothing. Nothing. Not that I, although to be honest, it's not like we're sitting here and we just say only good things because we only feel good things. This is how I actually feel about it. It's kind of like, who the fuck are we to – we can all have opinions, obviously. There's some that we like better than others. But I would never be like, that is the worst thing I've ever seen. Because honestly, the amount of work that goes into it, number one. And honestly, I feel like there's a part of me that maybe isn't even high fashion enough to understand some of these looks. Well, I think that's the issue that I have during these shows is like – you're right. We're, I'm, I'm not high fashion enough to understand a lot of the looks. And I tend to gravitate towards looks that – encompass the theme but still are like pretty simple and look good and like if you were to take them out of this specific theme and put them in somewhere else does it still work and I don't think most people look at it that way but that's like the way I base it. You and I are so on the same page with that that's why we always disagree with Isabel about our favorites because we almost like we appreciate going for the theme but we also really really appreciate simplicity so like a Ciara, for example, I know one could say, well, she didn't look simple. No, she didn't. Her hair, she had, you know, giant hair, which looked so gorgeous. And yes, she was in emerald green, but still the dress in, in its silhouette was relatively simple. It wasn't like it took up, you know, it wasn't like a Katy Perry where she's wearing all chandeliers. Right, exactly. That's the kind of thing. It's like dramatic, but also, uh, yeah, I guess simple. Yeah, I think there's two ways of, of looking at the outfits for today. And one, a lot of people... I think look at it the same way we do, but a lot of people also are like, okay, I'm looking at it solely based on theme. I, I which I just I personally can't do because I I not because I disagree, but because I just don't think I'm ad- advanced enough to be able to. Do I completely that. agree, and I think it's good for us that we can acknowledge that. I'm going to tell you, hands down, our favorite of the night, both of us, not even a question, was Haley Bieber. Oh my God. She's never looked better. She has never looked better. So she's styled by Maeve Riley, who is very much like in, you know, just in it. She's kind of like a Mimi Cottrell. Everybody, if, you, if you're in this world, you know her. She was in Alexander Wang, this almost like light pale pink long sleeve dress. The front was up to her neck. The back was completely cut out. Low, almost like right to her ass. And she was wearing a bedazzled Alexander Wang thong. With her hair up almost in uh, like grease style is like the, the best way that I know how yeah, to describe it. Yeah, like the flip, the flip out. Yeah, she's wearing it in a in a very high ponytail with that very dramatic flip. This woman looked to die for. I mean, we were both were a little disappointed that Justin wasn't there with her just because I would have loved to see their interaction. I would have loved to see what he would have worn also. But it doesn't matter. She had her moment. And I think that 
you know, I think it was a conscious decision. I do. I know he's got a song coming out Friday. I know that there's like a lot going on with him, but I think it was a conscious decision. Like she looked so unbelievable. Let her have this moment completely to herself. First of all, I completely agree. Um, and you know, I don't know if you guys remember, maybe like a month or two ago, Justin posted a picture of her. They were in bed together and she was wearing like a white tank top and a bedazzled thong. Yeah. I'm not saying it was the same one, but it was definitely uh, to me like what are the what are the chances? Like a hinting at it. Hinting yeah. at it or something. Something, some sort of subtle hint. I mean, it is also so crazy when you think about the fact that last year Haley was at the Met Gala with Sean Mendez. That's what everybody couldn't stop talking about. Even the even like Juliana and Brad announcing it. They're like, all we can think about is she was here with Sean last year. It's just amazing how much can change in a year it really is i mean she's married it's uh, that's crazy I, I i would love to go back to last year's Haley and be like by the way i know you're with sean and you seem really happy tonight but just so you know next year you're gonna be married by the time you come here well, to Justin if you Bieber. remember right after the met gala last year that was kind of that awkward time for her because it came out that he was telling everyone that they were just friends and she was kind of unsure and it was like girl don't even worry Years and then time, her and justin got together not long after that not at all that's why it was kind of that, that joke between him and him and him and Sha- um, him and sean you know how their relationship was but anyway for us Haley baldwin was best of the night there were a couple that were amazing but hands down and before we even get into the rest she just was everything i think you know you go I was just going to say also like compared to last year, she looked so gorgeous last year, but this is such an adult look for her that it was, it was like a 180 from last year. Not in a, not in a bad way that she looked bad last year. It was just look how much she's grown. I can't get, I really can't get over it. You know, I think that with Haley, um, and I'm I'm trying to phrase the way that I want to put this because I I don't mean it negatively at all. But how, as we said, when she was on the cover of Vogue this year with Justin, obviously that was a really incredible thing. But it was conscious. Everybody knew it wasn't like a, you know, shady. It was, tr- it was truthful that in the fashion world, if it wasn't because of her marriage to Justin, she would not have been on the cover of Vogue right now. Not saying she wouldn't have at one point. Which is exactly what we can say about Kim and Kanye when they did Vogue for their wedding. Right, exactly. So what I mean by that is that Kendall Jenner or like Gigi Hadid would be. In the sense of, yes, Haley is a supermodel, but if you look at the deals that they're getting, Haley isn't technically on the Kendall Jenner, Bella Hadid, Gigi Hadid level. It's a matter of being established exactly. in that world. She's getting there, but she's not fully there yet. It's like, it's just a fact, really. And I felt like this was yes. her time. Yep. Do you know what I mean? You are so, so, so right. It was like, you are a high fashion supermodel and fuck yeah. I, no, this was a moment for her that, I think people are going to look back on for a very long time and be like, Haley at the Met Gala 2019. The same way we do Rihanna at the Met Gala last year. Like, uh, there are just so many iconic looks, and I think we can add this to that list. I completely agree. Um, I also want to talk about Demi Moore. So she was styled by Brad Goreski, who is just beyond. And he was one of the commentators. So as she came out, it was funny because, like, he's talking about his work, basically. She was in long sleeve black, deep v-neck YSL, wearing 20.7 carats of Harry Winston, long hair almost like kim kardashian style hair i mean i know Demi did it first down oh my god oh my god oh my god to me stunning she doesn't age she, she really doesn't no she really doesn't i mean talk about if she's had work it's good work exactly you know it's good work she looked incredible also naomi campbell in this i mean to die for to die for. the thing about naomi campbell is she is so stunning like talk about a woman with skin like i've never seen and when she wears certain colors it just it's 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 un it's really unbelievable i can't imagine what it's like to be in her presence because her beauty even through the tv screen is just so shocking so then we're really like getting ready to come here to record and julie screams she's like i'm getting here j-lo j-lo and i run over and j-lo is in head to toe versace this bedazzled 
very low-cut dress with a full bedazzled headpiece, a slit up her dress that her legs were just looking out of a fucking movie. No. Her, her tits have never looked better. I mean, I, this this woman has... I, I, a model of J-Lo's body should be on display at the Smithsonian. I completely agree with you. She looked... She she always does. She always looks incredible. She nails it every single time, and this time was no different. I also have to say, she was on the Today Show this morning performing medicine for the first time, and someone said, I think it was Brad Gresky, it was like, before 9 a.m., this woman had five outfit changes. Like, imagine the day of the Met Gala. Everybody else is training for this for, like, weeks, literally months. They're not doing anything. You have a performance literally she, that morning. She has a performance morning. that morning. I mean, this this woman is just beyond. So she's there with A-Rod, obviously, who looks incredible. I mean, they... They were posing in light pink is Arod's color. Beyond, I mean, they looked beautiful together. But also, what they were saying, the commentators were saying, and Julie and I were saying separately, also is, you know, he Arod has really mastered the art of allowing the woman to shine, and it's something that not all men can do. You know what I mean? A lot of men, especially ones that are that famous, they want really, they want the, they want the stardom on them. They want it to be about them, and something that Arod only recently learned how to do may i add yes that i'm saying i think that his relationship with j-lo kind of brought this side out of him of like you know what it's okay if i don't need to be the center of attention you know what if you're gonna be humbled by one person it's gonna it's be, gonna be J-Lo. J-Lo. yeah it's gonna be j-lo i mean even they you know it's, it's like a running joke now that that a-rod is known for just taking pictures of her on the red carpet i was just gonna say i was just gonna make that point because i think about this a lot a-Rod must pay like $10 a month extra for that iCloud storage. I know. it's There's beyond. no way. What is his data plan? It's un- and it's unbelievable. Everything she does, he takes a picture of. I know. He's he's genuinely in love and in awe. And uh, they were just stunning. So beyond. Also, like I said, I mean, it is 949 right now. And so we, you know, <laughs> this is kind of happening live. So, of course, we're not going to be able to get in all of the looks that we want to be able to really talk about because we came here mid-red carpet. But... Right before we left, Kim walks out. She is in Terry Mugler. Her she had been posting about an hour or two before her inspiration, which was the way she described it was like like a mermaid coming out of water almost. So she did the typical, you know, her her glam team obviously was Chris Appleton on hair and Mario on makeup, and they wanted her to look really like soaking wet, like she had just came out of the water. And she was in this long sleeve, uh, tan brownish dress. Her boobs have, quite frankly, never been more popping in ever in all of Kim's history. No, no, Kim's tits were my best dress. In the yeah, night, no, by the it way. was it was beyond. And her body, even just like the glow, was so she really did look like she just emerged from the water. The dress had these little crystal details that were hanging off. It almost looked like you know water rolling off. It was similar to her Vogue cover, actually. And the the inspiration for the outfit was the movie. Um, Boy on a Dolphin, like yeah. the 1957 movie. Yeah, it's, and she killed it. I mean, she looked stunning. They did an interview with her, and she was saying, they're like, so, you know, what's your favorite part about the night? And she's like, you know, I really love when you can get to the top of the stairs and kind of just take a deep breath. And she's like, but honestly, I don't really think I can. She's like, I'm in a proper corset. I've never worn one like this, and holy shit, right? Also, talk about letting the woman shine. And that is the biggest switch in their relationship. And Kim was posting earlier today about – when she first went to the Met Gala in 2013, remember she wore that floral dress and there were like a million and seven memes about it. And she went as Kanye's date. And she said, she was like, I've never felt more insecure and unsure of myself. And and she was like, I know to this day that people didn't want me there when I was there. And to go from being 
Kanye's date to the Met Gala feeling like you don't belong to Kanye giving her her moment. And it's like, okay, this is Kim and Kanye's her date with her. Yeah. It's just so incredible. And the evolution of Kim, which we always talk about, especially in terms of fashion, showed so much tonight. No, you're so right. I mean, this I honestly genuinely feel like the Met Gala for her is the most tangible tangible display of her evolution yes you know what i mean it's different than going to the grammys like the grammys is connie's it's different it's just so different this is this is it especially like you said i mean she was posting the the outfit that julie was talking about i want to say it was Givenchy, that floral um like get up when she was totally pregnant and she was saying how she cried she was like i cried that night like i just felt so uncomfortable and just to look at where she is, I don't know. We, we, we definitely feel like two proud moms looking at her. Also, Kanye's had his Met Gala moments. You know, how, how many times do I say to you, him in that Balmain jacket is my favorite, not Met Gala look of all time, my favorite look period of all time. Yeah, no, I know. He, and with the blue eyes, that was, I know. It was iconic. So Kim, Kim looks amazing. And then we saw, we didn't even get to see it on the TV because we were leaving, but we obviously saw it in the car. Kendall and Kylie come out. They were in Versace. Oh my God. Ken, Kylie was in long, straight lilac hair with a stunning totally bedazzled kind of like lavender dress um with these it, it was just it was just beyond it was beyond. It was beyond both of them looked so incredible kendall was in also versace in you know hair by jen Atkin, of course with uh, a bright orange dress gorgeous diamonds the the dress had kind of like these massive feathers from the back they both they walked out they really did i mean they were on theme which was yes. great. They were very much camp theme. I mean, you know, over the top, colorful. We don't see them typically this colorful. At least Kylie. I mean, even last year, you know, she was. Remember last year, she really didn't want to go blonde, and Donatella, Donatella yes. wanted her to go blonde. Yeah, they they really did like like them or hate them, whatever. I mean, yes, it's no secret we love the Kardashians. We can still be objective about their fashions. Personally, for me, I loved it. I would feel content with giving them. Not that I'm giving them best look tonight, but I would feel content with either giving it to them or being told that somebody thought that. Yeah, totally. I mean, some of the other, like we said, Naomi Campbell, um, Ciara. Gab Union. Ha- Gab Union, who we ju- literally just saw two minutes ago. Uh, Haley Bieber. I mean, Haley to me was, was, was beyond. beyond. All, yeah, she was all the beyond. Them, everyone we mentioned, Demi Moore, Al Fanning was insane. They Really, everybody looked, oh, not everybody, but a lot of people looked great. I mean, Casey Musgraves Casey was Musgraves. iconic. Casey iconic, Musgraves, iconic. Yeah, when, at the, uh, when is the original Moschino Barbie? Um, also just notable for the men, D-Wade matching with Gab beyond Michael B. Jordan. He was wearing, he's the new faces of coach, which best decision coach ever made. Let me tell you, that man is sexy. Oh my God. He could be the face of like worms and I would buy them. He is the same (laughs) if they, if they existed. Like, I don't even understand. Like there is nothing that man can't be the face of. He looks at you or at the camera that yeah, yeah, I felt like it was at me. I felt like it was at me. He was in head to toe coach. Um, you know, understated kind of. It was it was a little embellished and a little embroidered, but he said, he's like, I wanted to go for the theme while still being relatively subtle, and he did, and he killed it. Um, also, Rami Malek, he was in YSL. Similar, you know, all-black outfit, and then he had these red and black shoes, which is a fun way to kind of dress it up. So the men didn't disappoint at all. Um, Are you kidding? Frank Ocean, <laughs> Frank Ocean, Ocean fucking brought it. Yeah, Frank Ocean was in this Prada windbreaker almost, which we died for. 
And uh, it was, listen, it was an amazing night. It's one of the best nights in fashion, as we know. There, I know there are people that we missed. It's happening basically live. I could go on about this forever. It's hard to do an episode when, you know, there's no visual here. So I almost feel bad describing the dresses since they're not in front of us. But as you can tell, we are super enthusiastic. And the best part of the night is all of the behind the scenes stuff that's going to come out, which I'm sure we'll talk about next week. And, you know, throughout the week, you start to hear better stories about what happened. So next episode, we'll, you know, definitely do kind of like a recap of the instagrams about the night and the behind the scenes and all that other stuff but this was as live as it gets and we are so excited to see what else happens so uh that was a very fun so moving on to our next story which is the whole beyonce taylor swift drama (laughs) it was a lot to get into and we kind of knew we had to bring in the big guns for that which is why we have justin sylvester from daily pop calling in and he's on the line but first just a quick word from our sponsors Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing me with free samples. So I don't know if you guys suffer from allergies, but kind of a new development in my life is that I apparently do. I didn't used to, but in the last few years, I've noticed specifically as the seasons change that I start to have allergies. And to me, there is nothing more uncomfortable than that feeling of nasal congestion. Like you just don't feel like yourself. And I was really looking for something that worked because so much of this stuff doesn't work. And I found Astapro to be really helpful. So I think it could be for you too, if you deal with this kind of stuff. So Astapro is a first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray, and it starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray, and Astapro delivers full prescription strength indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. By the way, that 30 minutes thing is real, and for me to have relief in 30 minutes is just a game changer. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O-Allergy.com. Astapro and go. Uses directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. We're just going to take one minute to tell you guys about Best Egg. So how many of us have looked at our finances and screamed, how can we make this much money and still have so much debt? It's very common and I think it happens to a lot of us. It kind of just creeps us on us, right? So there's unexpected repairs. Either you have to replace the washer and dryer, you have medical bills, you know, insane interest credit cards that you have to use to pay for, just a lot of things that could come up. So we want to tell you about a really smart move that could help you get on top of your finances. You can get a fixed rate personal loan at bestegg.com. The rates are great right now. So just imagine this. I know it kind of seems like a foreign thought, but finally being able to pay down those crazy high credit cards and bills and then bank the money you save each month. So consumers have rated Best Egg 4.8 out of 5 stars on Consumer Affairs because of the super easy online loan app that takes about a minute with no impact to your credit score. Again, that's very rare. There's like zero impact to your credit score. So upon approval, funds can be deposited in as little as one business day. You get your bills under control, bank what you save, and take control of your finances with a loan from bestegg.com. So visit bestegg.com slash CBC. Again, that's bestegg.com slash CBC. One more time, bestegg.com slash CBC. Check it out. Let us know what you think. Okay, back to the show. Hello. Hello. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it is so good to hear your voice. Oh, my God. As you guys know, we have been dying to get Justin back, and this was the best we could do. Oh, my God. Hello. I feel like I hear your voice every week when I'm working out on that cardio machine laughing my ass off, and everyone's <laughs> like, who the fuck are you listening to? And I'm like, these two bitches, and I love them. <laughs> oh, my and God. We love you. love you. Oh, my God. So, you guys, the, the story that we definitely got sent the most this week was the whole Taylor Swift Beyonce controversy. 
And we're talking about the Billboard Music Awards thing. And we figured we really needed another person to kind of dive into this with us. And we figured, mm-hmm. who better than Justin? I You're mean, like this nosy hoe at ease. <laughs> no, I know you got opinions. Let me tell you something. I knew I had it. People were messaging us saying, can you get Justin? Can you get Justin? I'm like, guys, we don't live in LA. We can't just get him on on short notice. I'm going to do our best. And people started sending us your stories because you were doing some very funny stories about it. Oh my God, I'm going to get in so much trouble for those stories. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. It's, it's the reason we love you. Um, so let's get into it. Do you want to intro kind of it, the, the whole situation, or would you like us to? Look, I'm going to just give you the play-by-play. Let's hear it. So Beyonce went to Coachella in 2018, and she did this unbelievable performance that they called Homecoming because it was her coming back to performing after having the twins. Beyonce did this whole homage to the HBCU experience, which is all about bands and dancing and having this moment. And it's all this Southern black band situation. That's what it all centered around. It was a centerpiece for her comeback. So it was a big deal. Not only did that happen in 2018, but in 2019, a year after this whole thing took place live, Netflix put out this huge, unbelievable documentary first time that Beyonce's ever worked with Netflix and dropped it along with an album of what happened over at Coachella. So everybody was like reliving that moment. Like, yes, Beyonce's the best. Yes. Queen B, Queen B. <laughs> this whole thing happened for literally days. A week or two after that, the Billboard Music Awards happened and Taylor Swift comes out with a band. And also walks out very Beyonce-ish, like, I am here, this is my band, let's do this. Right. And it was weird because if I'm an artist and I know that somebody did something like that, like, you know, a marching band is not that big of a deal. Madonna did it in her 2012 Super Bowl performance. I've seen Taylor Swift do it at one of her concerts. But there's like a difference between, oh, she did it and she did that. Right. Right. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like no one else can get in a wedding gown and roll around a stage and play with themselves. Madonna already did that. Exactly. You you can't do it. No one can use a yellow python. Britney has a trademark to that. And no one can swing around from a chandelier. See, I already got that. Like you just can't do it. Right. Spot on. But I feel bad for her. I really do feel bad for her. For Taylor? For Taylor, because she did it kind of sort of years before that. Like she had a marching band and it was kind of sort of, you know, her idea first. But if Beyonce hadn't dropped the Homecoming DVD, if it hadn't come out on Netflix, if everybody wasn't freaking out about it, she might have gotten away with it. But let me ask you a question. It was more than just the marching band. I mean, it was the whole whistle intro and the walk and poke. You know, that it was a lot of very, in my opinion, at least intricate similarities. You're you're absolutely correct. And I will say this. If you take that whole beginning part out of her performance and just look at the performance from the part where Brandon Urie comes on, it's an amazing performance. But there is a lot of similarities. But Beyonce fans are quick to point out, you would cough the same way Beyonce coughs. They would be like, oh, she did that 10 years ago. You can't do it. Right. you can't even go to Panera Bread and order the same thing because if Beyonce did it, they're going to point it out. <laughs> no, exactly. I, here's my question, though. This is what I was curious about. It's kind of like, wouldn't you think that someone on her team or someone in charge of this creative direction would have at least anticipated the backlash, even if it wasn't their intention? You know what I mean? I totally agree with you. But sometimes when a star is that big, when a singer is like hands-on like Taylor Swift and she comes up with an idea – 
there's a lot of yes people around them. You know what I mean? No, totally. Like Britney's like, I'm going to shave my head. Like no one was like, girl, this is a bad idea. Everyone was like, yeah, girl, do it. Killing it. <laughs> no one wants to stand up to these celebrities because they're so big and they have their futures in their hands. If you say no to Taylor Swift, if you say no to Beyonce, you better have a great reason and you better be ready to defend it. I don't think anybody was like, this looks a little close. Right. It's, well, no, I know you I have thoughts. Just, I've, I mean, I have more thoughts than anybody could imagine, but... This is also hardly the first time that Taylor Swift has been accused of copying or being inspired by something Beyonce did. So for me, it's just, if this has already been an issue in the past and you're going to take the most iconic performance that is so clearly what it was, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, it just seems intentional to me. And maybe it wasn't, but there's just too many. There's just too many similarities there. Well, that... I I agree. And I love a... You know what? I love a conspiracy theory, but I just think when somebody has it in their head what they want to do. And I also think that, yeah, she probably saw it at Coachella and was like, oh my God, this is the craziest thing ever. I can't wait to try to do something like this. And then she started preparing for the Billboard Music Awards because keep in mind, her video was shot months before the Billboard Music Awards and months before Coachella. And the marching band was in, the theme was in, it was all in the creative. And all of a sudden she shot this video and then she's waiting for it to premiere and Beyonce dropped homecoming no one knew Beyonce was dropping homecoming on Netflix right no. and had she not dropped that homecoming she may have gotten away with it kind of sort of thing like you know maybe a little bit not with Beyonce fans she wouldn't have but I don't think it would have been as big of a deal exactly the hive would have came for her ass anyway right right exactly but not in not <laughs> not in droves like this like even people no. you know what I mean do you think Taylor Swift stills from Beyonce on purpose or like do you think she thinks like Oh, I did this first so I can just do it. I don't know. It's it's very interesting to me because with the marching band, you know, people have made the argument that she did it previously. And it's true, she did, but it was in the You Belong With Me music video, and that was like her song of the year right before she went on the reputation tour. And that mm-hmm. was she was a band geek in it. Like that was her thing. But with Beyonce doing it for homecoming, that was an ode to her culture. So Taylor Swift doing it doesn't have to me, purpose, and it seems easier to just avoid it and not do it and be smart about it and say, okay, this was Beyonce's ode to her culture. I'm going to let her have this moment, and maybe I don't need a drum intro that's going to be compared too closely, and it just, it's just sus to me. No, for sure, but you're also talking about people who have gotten everything that they've wanted in life since a very early age. And I love Taylor Swift. I like her genius. I like the way she's crafted her whole situation. I love the persona that she puts on. But you remember Taylor Swift started in this industry when she was a teenager. And when you become a celebrity as a teenager, you sometimes get stunted where you started. Like Paris Hilton is gonna be forever 21. Right, right. Spot no, yes. Michael Jackson stuck where he started. That's how it happens because you get in this whole like, this is where you peaked emotionally and mentally kind of, and you kind of stay stuck there. No, I think, I think you're really right. I mean, I personally can't imagine a world where I could really say yes. Taylor Swift intentionally did this. Like, I don't think anything good comes from being accused of either imitating Beyonce slash her fans coming for you. So there's no part of me that feels like it was really intentional. I just think it was exactly what you said, almost like a maybe an ego getting in the way kind of thing, not even a thinking of the of the consequence in a way. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know. I 
I do think that Taylor tends to do a good job of being creative in her own right with many things. And this just, it just seemed avoidable for me. And And it was a bad look for her that, again, just, it didn't have to happen. Yeah. Yeah. No, but you know what? I always say this to people, and I'm not tooting up my horn because I'm this person, but I tell every celebrity that I meet, you need a black gay queen in your camp. Yes. Because a black queen will be like, girl, mm-mm. Like, we are not embarrassed to say anything, and we don't even have to speak it out loud, girl. We're going to give you one look, and you're going to know that look means, girl, don't go there. Yeah. <laughs> Do not do it, bitch. Like, uh-uh. That's and why I try to gonna... keep you around as much as we I can. I know. We need you. We just need... Can you just move to New York? Like, it's I'm ridiculous. You, <laughs> find me a husband, honey. Find me someone to dip me in that mikvah. I will move into Oh, my God. Second. Yes. <laughs> Everybody needs that black queen in their corner because that black queen will let you know you know what I mean absolutely from a perspective that yes you're you're a thousand percent white your your white Jewish publicist is not going to tell you that there's just no way no oh my god Amanda is not going to tell you that Beyonce already did it but Jerome from Queens (laughs) will be like bitch did you not watch Netflix do you not have Google have you not seen uh, you know Twitter like what the fuck but that's how we are in general that's why RuPaul can say whatever he says on TV we can get away with it yes and thank god thank god oh my god you you, I just want you to know I think you know this already but you're kind of like stuck with with us for a long time because we, we don't want to find ourselves in any situations where we don't have you in our ear telling us like what the hell what we really need to be doing you know oh my god girl I will let you know and when I walked into that office I'm going to tell you guys the story I walked into that office and this bitch had a full beat her <laughs> hair was on point she had three wefts in there yes I counted them three wefts she had gotten it blown out boo she was about to hit the airport she had her nails done and I was like I'm living for you I am living for you you That's, said you yeah, did. You, you hit the nail on the head right there. <laughs> I know, I'm living for it, but it's true. I think everybody in pop culture needs that one queen in their arsenal. That's why, you know, look at Beyonce, look at Ciara, look at all these women that have elevated themselves beyond Kim Kardashian. You look at her trove of people, it's all gay men in there. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's true. all gay men. You're look so at, right. You know, look at people behind Meryl Streep. Look at Glenn Close's people. Those agents, those lawyers, they are queens. They know what's up. We are on the pulse. Shit, if the queens would have got that Mueller report, honey, we would have saved y'all $10 billion. (laughs) We would have had that case cracked in six days, bitch. And the report would have been on cardstock dripped in lavender, okay? Yes. And we would have had a report for everybody. And we would have had all the queens from RuPaul's Drag Race to come in and act it out in a challenge. I can't. I can't. I can't. Oh, God. It's, it's absolutely true. Oh, it's, it's spot on. It is spot on. I mean, when you were here, that's what you were saying, that like basically half of our vocabulary is derived from that. And remember, yeah. you were like, you're like, every time, listen, you can say yes, queen, just like make a donation to GLAD. Oh, honey, <laughs> give it to the Trevor Project. I'm telling you right now, when I look at these people, I work with celebrities on a daily basis. And to look at people come in with their crews and see how they not only embrace my culture and embrace the queens, they have them to walk them through life. Yeah. It's the nuttiest thing. Look at Gaga. Brandon Maxwell has shaped her from ground up since her first day. And look at her tonight on the Met Gala. Yep. That queen put her ass on and she is going to drag him with her everywhere. Oh, a thousand. We were just talking about that. Yeah. Before you, before we called you. I mean, that was, 
another level, first of all. Shoot, mm-hmm. shoot, yeah, no, beyond. You think you think Kylie Jenner is on the pulse because she grew up in Calabasas? No. Yeah. She knows about this rap game. She knows about wigs because of Tokyo Styles. She knows about a beat and a lip kit because some queen was like, yeah, girl, you overline your lips and you put this on it and you throw this in it and you da-da-da-da because all the drag queens invented all those techniques. And now Hollywood is getting them. Why does Taylor Swift not have a black queen? Yeah. So moral of this story basically is that we need to get Taylor Swift a, a, gay, a gay black friend. If I Taylor mean, Swift was smart, she would have had one already, I know. by the way. <laughs> if Taylor Swift was smart, she would have called Karamo and said, listen, how much are they giving you on Queer Eye? And Karamo would have said X amount of dollars. She should have doubled it, moved his ass to Nashville and got him on that private jet and then introduced him to Olivia Benson and Meredith. Yes, 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 yes. And what a dream team that would be. What a dream team. Oh, Justin, what would we do without you? This was unbelievable. I'm moving to New York and I'm going to be you guys as black queens. Yes, Yes. anytime. We cannot wait till we're back in LA and we can see you. We miss you. You are. We talk about you genuinely every single day. day. That was one of our, we still, and I know all of you guys listening are going to message us and we're going to send it to Justin because it makes us all so happy. We still to this day get so many messages saying that episode was my favorite one ever. You just are so infectious and just beautiful and we just love you so much, really. Oh my God, I love you guys and I'm coming back to New York for gay pride. Don't tell anybody because I'm going to skip work the next day. (laughs) But I'm coming back for gay pride. So I'm going to come sit with you you guys with my pressed juicery and my pickle juice trying to get over this hangover. (laughs) And we're going to talk. I I cannot wait. wait. I'm putting in the calendar right now. (laughs) (laughs) You guys come to L.A. I want to show you around. Yes, we will. We'll be there soon. We'll let you know, of course. Oh, my God. I love you. Yeah, we we love you. you. Bye. Bye. So I know we're all kind of operating at a different skill level when it comes to makeup. Like, I have some friends who they do their makeup and it looks like they got it professionally done. I have others who know nothing about any products. And then I would say I'm somewhere in the middle, like by no means am I very skilled, but I think I can hold my own. And in terms of my everyday, I'm just doing mascara, lip gloss, and maybe a little bit of highlighter on my inner corner. So if I'm only using a few products, I need them to be excellent. And I've recently been very into the Thrive Cosmetics mascara, which I'll tell you about in a second, but just in general, a note on the company For every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates products and funds to help communities thrive, which I just love knowing that I'm buying from a company that does that. And in terms of their mascara, so it's the Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara. You guys have seen that. It's the viral turquoise tube. I've saw it all over social media before I ever started using it. And it's a unique formula that creates tubes around each eyelash to lengthen them. It's also super easy to remove. So it slides right off with warm water. It doesn't leave smudges. And the ingredients are really nourishing. So they support longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It really just gets the job done. Like you will see what I mean when you try it. Refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash CBC. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash CBC for 10% off your first order. I just want to take one minute to tell you guys about Third Love. You've heard us talk about them before. We are obsessed with this brand. So basically what Third Love does is they use data points generated by millions of women who have taken their Fit Finder quiz to design bras with breast size and shape in mind for a perfect fit and premium feel. Okay, they have more sizes than most other brands. So there's over 70 sizes, including their signature half cup size, which is such a game changer. 
Um, and then also, you know, it's the convenience. So you skip the trip. You can find your fit with their online fit finder. You can order, try it on at home. There's no more awkward fitting room experiences or someone chasing you around with a measuring tape. I mean, like <laughs> we, we could not speak more highly of this company. I could not love a bra more. I know. So let me tell you about the fit finder quiz. Okay. You answer a few simple questions to find out your perfect fit in 60 seconds. So there's over 12 million women that have taken this quiz. It's fun. It's like, who doesn't want to just talk about their boobs, you know? I... <laughs> I can you do know it all what? Day. You are correct. <laughs> um, you know, and so because breast shape matters when finding a good fit, obviously, you know, are symmetrical, asymmetrical, whatever it is. And Third Love helps you identify your breast size and shape and find styles that fit your body. The other thing about this is that genuinely it is the most comfortable bra you'll own. They have straps that don't slip and the labels are totally tagless, so there's no itching. Uh, there's lightweight, super thin memory foam cups to mold to your shape, and they're pri- pri- proprietary to Third Love. Also, their newest member of their line is their incredibly soft, smooth, and breathable con bras. So Julie and I tried these, and I no joke, she sent me a Snapchat a couple nights ago and was like, fell asleep with my third love bra. And if that's not an ad, I don't know what is. Didn't even realize till the morning. Yeah. I Didn't mean, no. Oh, my God. Have you ever fallen asleep in a bra and not realized? No. No, no, no. First of all, I you guys know this. I do not wear bras ever. I'm like the biggest free the nipple advocate. And I when I have to wear one, this is the bra that I use, honestly. So if you want to try it, um, you know, Third Love knows there's a bra for everyone. So right now they're offering our listeners 15% off your first order. Just go to thirdlove.com slash celebs to find your perfect fitting bra. And you get 15% off your first purchase. Again, that's thirdlove.com slash celebs for 15% off today. Okay, now back to the show. One of the other huge stories that happened this week is Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner's basically surprise marriage. Eh. Yeah. So here's what happened. So after the Billboard Music Awards, we're all kind of, you know, on social media looking at the night. And what happened next, we could have never expected. Diplo out of left field starts live streaming that he's at a wedding at a Las Vegas chapel. And it's Diplo. Like, first of all, this guy goes in a royal purple cowboy outfit. You know, we, we don't never know what to expect from him. Yeah, like knowing Diplo, he would have just dropped it on a random couple for fun. Yeah, like we had we had absolutely no idea. And then we're like, wait a second, is that Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner getting married? And it was, and it was no joke. So here's what happened. Basically, they are, you know, they are engaged, as we know, and they were planning a on getting married as, at a summer wedding in France. And that's been a known thing. But in the United States, in the United States, for it to count as a legal marriage, you have to actually physically get married in the US. So apparently they, you know, got their marriage license earlier, earlier that day. Um, and they rented out the entire chapel so that they knew that they could do it at whatever time. And they got married. Do you think at... that was expensive? <laughs> what do you think it honestly was? Well, a couple grand. I, I like if that. It's so funny. Um, they got married at Chapelle Liamour in Vegas. Sounds very romantic. Very romantic. They had, so Diplo was there live streaming the whole thing. They had Dan and Shay singing. Uh, they sang Speechless as Sophie walked down the aisle. And they got married with Ring Pops. It was the most low-key wedding. Um, just a... But like, also so not low-key at the same time. It was so them, though. Like, in the best way. In I, the, yeah. In the Sophie Turner is just fucking cool. Like, full disclosure, I don't watch Game of Thrones at all. I never have. Um, and she is still just, like, <laughs> just a chill girl. You know what I mean? No, she is. I have such an obsession with her. Like, genuine, I think she is one of the coolest people in the entire world. And I think her and Joe make so much sense and i think this wedding was just like the best embodiment of their relationship yeah i mean you know it was such a what's also funny about it is that 
obviously comparatively speaking to Nick and Priyanka, it was almost like the anti Nick and Priyanka. So Nick and Priyanka had a three day affair as one of their weddings in India over the top. They had a pre uh, pre marriage ceremony, which is very, um, you know, traditional Indian culture. They had a ceremony that was tried to stay true to Nick's Christian values. And then they had a very traditional uh, Indian ceremony. And it was Listen, the wedding was absolutely gorgeous. Everybody was in custom or off the run, but it was over, over the top extravagance. And they had multiple different, you know, ceremonies in all different parts of the world. And even just recently, Nick and Pranka were both in an interview saying that they didn't even realize how expensive it was until they got the bill. They're like, we said yes to so many things. And then we got the bill and we were like, holy shit. So it was extravagant. So this was the opposite. And listen, no one's to say that Joe and Sophie's wedding that they're going to have in France isn't going to be also extravagant. I'm sure it will be, but totally different. It's a, it's a different um, – it's just a different appreciation for that kind of stuff, I think. And they're they're a very different couple than Nick and Priyanka. Very different couple. I mean, even just, you know, like we'll talk about this in our award ceremony, but even the comment that we've chose for funniest comment of the week this week, it was a Sophie Turner comment. It was something that like Priyanka would never say. We'll get into that in the award ceremony. But anyway, just very quickly for anybody that is, you know, wants a little background. Sophie's 23. Joe is 29. They started dating in November 2016 and they were engaged in October of 2017. So they've been dating for a long time. This wasn't like, you know, some random shotgun wedding, um, even though it kind of seemed like it via, <laughs> via You know what's ceremony. really interesting is that Nick and Priyanka kind of started the same way Joe and Sophie did. They both split into DMs. Isn't that funny? Really funny. I know. Uh, also, just a question that a lot of people got for us is like, why wasn't Maisie Williams there? Because apparently she was going to be, um, you know, Sophie's maid of honor and she wasn't at the Vegas wedding. I think it was probably because she wasn't at the Billboard Music Awards and because she'll be at their big ceremony in France. Yeah. I don't think there was any deep root to that. I think no, no, zero deep root. Yeah. I, that's the kind of thing. Like, let's not let's not look into it. They decided to randomly get married in Vegas. It wasn't a, it wasn't an attack on Maisie. <laughs> um Okay. Also, this is not – I don't even want to really get into this. I just want to report on some baby news that happened. Number one, Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds announced that they are pregnant with baby number three. Also today, May 6th, so not only the day of the Met Gala, Amy Schumer gave birth, Meghan Markle gave birth, and Isabella Grutman gave birth. Isabella Grutman is married to Dave Grutman. As you know, he is basically the entrepreneur of Miami and – uh, very closely connected. He's kind of like fame adjacent and we're personally obsessed with him. So, oh my God. I mean, yeah. obsessed with their whole family. So mazel tov to all three of you guys and Kim and Kanye's fourth is on the way. Okay. I want to move into a story that we got, um, you know, sent to us a lot and people really want us to talk about it and we're happy to do so. So what we're talking about is Justin Bieber, as you guys know, he's been way more active on Instagram recently than he ever has been. And last week, he posted an Instagram, which was a picture of Michael Jackson, Tupac, and Chris Brown. And it said, Michael Jackson plus Tupac equals Chris Brown. And he captioned it, everyone wants to wait till people die to give them the credit they deserve. I'm calling it now. When Chris Brown passes away after a long, full life, you will miss what you had in front of you the whole time. Trust me, watch. You will see. The people who have overlooked this man's talent because of a mistake he made, you need to reevaluate. Love you, Chris Brown. So <laughs> I wince when I hear it. I do. Yeah. So he here's what I have to say about that. Um, let me start by saying there was a 0% part of me that was surprised by Justin posting that for a couple of reasons. Number one, he has never been shy about his respect and obsession basically with Chris Brown. He's always, you know, regarded him as, a, as in his opinion, one of the best performers of our generation. And he 
really never seemed to be so bothered by some of his previous actions. That was number one. And number two, we all know that none of Justin Bieber's social media is run by any sort of publicist. If it was, there wouldn't be that Selena Gomez slip up. There wouldn't be a million other things. So nobody was, we know for a fact no one's watching him. When it comes to, you know, our opinion on that, like, we could not disagree more with that. First of all, no one is saying that Chris Brown isn't talented as a performer. It's kind of undeniable. He is. But it's not like, you know, when Justin says, if you can't, re, you know, overlook his past, that's the thing that it's like, no, 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 Justin, we don't need to reevaluate. You need to reevaluate. Because if domestic abuse on a woman isn't enough for you to say, whoa, there's something off with this guy here, that's the concerning thing. We're, we're not the ones that are off. You know, there's so many things that I thought when I saw this, and there are so many things that we got inboxed and, and saw on Twitter, and it's such a difficult thing because part of me almost wants to defend Justin just because I feel like that's my instinct. But in this case, he's just he's just so off and so misses the ball, and I think that and, – and you know what? Justin Bieber is not alone in this opinion, and that's kind of one of the sadder parts of this is that as I was reading the comments on the post, it was like a lot of people were were writing, you know, Rihanna said this and Rihanna said that about it. And, and they briefly got back together in 2013 and and Rihanna said that she hit him that night. And it's like, none of that matters. It, it, it doesn't. Whatever Rihanna, you know, decided about that doesn't mean that we have to look at somebody and say, okay, you punched your girlfriend in one of like the most horrific public things I've ever seen I mean I will personally never get Rihanna's face from that night out of my head and I think that a lot of people who are willing to forgive Chris Brown so easily probably have forgotten that picture but that is etched in my brain forever and the thing with Chris Brown is that he is so supremely talented and you're right Justin like he would have had an incredible career if it wasn't for this but there should be no point in someone's life where you're willing to overlook a mis- not just a mistake, but an action that horrible because they're talented. I completely agree with you spot on. And like, I want to be really clear in saying it's not like I think that people can never change, but this is something, and as a woman and as someone who has dealt with victims of, you know, abuse, I just can't look past it. It's the same reason that, you know, he commented this week on Rihanna's picture and he commented like in all capitals, uh, bought to break the internet, keep rising queen, music soon, please, commenting on her pictures, which he's done kind of recently. And we get that sent to us a million times. And what we say is, yes, I understand that Chris Brown commenting on Rihanna's pictures is, is news. We just personally, it's our personal decision. We will not post him on our page. It's not like a down with Chris Brown thing. It's just personally, we really disagree with his previous actions and the way that he has treated women. And it's not something that we want to publicize. We have no desire to give him any additional attention. I know you could say you're talking about it now. We're talking about it now. No, because we're talking about Justin Bieber's post that I think deserves a conversation. The other thing is, and not that this matters so much because if it was an isolated incident, I would feel the same way. But Chris Brown has had other things and other acts of violence. And there was an incident where he punched Frank Ocean in, in the face after his team got into a fight with him. And there were gay slurs said. And it's just... Chris Brown is not somebody that I feel can just be forgiven. It's just, it goes against, first of all, everything that I believe in. And 
my friends kind of joke with me about this because I'm like the number one, like cannot stand Chris Brown. And when Freaky Friday, the song he came out with Lil Dicky, everyone was singing it. And I was like, I genuinely wouldn't sing it at pregames and when we were out because it was just like, there's that one line in the song where he's like, um, no one's looking because my controversial past. And it's like, your controversial past isn't just like an arrest or an accident. It's like your controversial past is repeated acts of violence. Completely. I mean, that happened. The thing with Rihanna happened in 2009. And in 2017, a judge granted an order of protection against Karuchi Tran, which is his ex girlfriend, um, because he was apparently texting her violent threats. Like, I don't know the guy. I, I can't, I'm, I'm, I'm not speaking from firsthand. I saw the pictures. I know his reported history with women. And as a woman, it's just something, Justin's message is not one that I can get behind. And neither can Julie. And Yes, we personally very much disagreed with that post. And what I disagreed with the most about it was not him talking about his talent, because that is true. As much as I dislike the guy, I can look at it objectively. The line that I really had a problem with was, the people who have overlooked this man's talent because of a mistake he made, you need to reevaluate. Again, no, you need to reevaluate. It's not a mistake. To me, that to me is not a mistake. That is a character trait. You don't just casually punch your girlfriend repeatedly in the face to the point where she, her entire face is, is, you know, swollen, swollen and, and black yeah, and blue. Cut. And then it's, it's that's to me that's not a mistake. That is an intentional, abusive behavior that we just really have no tolerance for. So that's all I want to say on that, right? Yeah. Someone, I, I, I do want to say someone commented on it, and I saw this and said, um, like at Justin Bieber. If this, if Haley was in that position, you would not be calling this like one mistake. Yeah, personally, that's how we feel. Again, we're not telling anyone else what to do, which is how we feel in our, you know, the re- people were asking us our opinion, so that's really what it is. Um, let's move on to a totally different story, which is we just want to give you an update on the whole Fifty Cent Lala Ken Randallama thing. You, as you guys know, we did a, an emergency podcast on that. I think it was last week. Um, so since then, that the day that the podcast was released, Randall paid him back the a million dollars. We. What happened then was Lala went back and deleted every single picture of Randall on her Instagram with the exception of their engagement picture. So to us, that was kind of like, wait, what's going on here? Clearly that was intentional and we thought that it was a sign of them breaking up. Was not the case. First of all, the next thing that happened was Randall posted on his Instagram a picture that said, yo, fifth, sorry we had to go through all of the craziness this weekend. Glad we're settled up. Wishing you continued success. He then posted a picture of just a lot of money. I mean, clearly one that he got off Google Images. It's very blurry. And he wrote, contrary to what anyone has heard, I paid back G-Unit Film and Television the full $1 million that was owed. This matter is resolved. He then posts a picture. You know, we're all thinking they broke up. But then Tom Schwartz and Katie uh, moved into their new house, the Vanderpump Rule castmates, and Lala and Randall were there celebrating. He posted like three different pictures with her saying, I love my fiance, I love my fiance. She was posting stories. They are back and, you know, better than ever. Apparently they never broke up and... Which is shocking, honestly. Yeah, when we were talking about this episode, we were talking about this on the episode. We were like, you know, the only thing that could, that the only way that this would be so anticlimactic is if Randall paid back fifty and Lala and Randall were totally fine, and both of those things apparently happened, which is kind of bizarre. They also chose a wedding date. Um, I think they're getting married. I think they said it was April eighteenth. Don't quote me on that. Of of next year. Oh, we year. still got another year. Yeah, we'll see. If we yeah, make we'll it see what there. happens. But as of right now, that's what's going on. So that's just an update. I know a lot of people are asking. Um, <laughs> Imagine they have to elope because they didn't have enough money left for the wedding oh, because Randall paid it oh, back. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> um, in other developing stories that we like to update you guys on, in terms of the whole college scandal, apparently, again, we don't know, but this is what we read. Olivia Jade has moved out of Lori Laughlin's house just because it was too stressful with the paparazzi being parked outside constantly, and she wanted to be able to go out without being followed and focus on, you know, 
continuing to build or rebuild her business and herself. Again, we don't know the legitimacy to that. doesn't seem that far-fetched, though. Seems pretty logical to me. Yeah, I would totally believe it. I mean, I think that being in that house is probably a nightmare at this current moment. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, Also, it should be noted that Justin Bieber and Ed Sheeran are dropping a song most likely on May 10th from what we've gathered. Yeah, on Friday, he said. Yeah, on Friday. So we will see what happens with that. I know what's going to happen with that. It's going to be the goddamn song of the summer. It already sounds like it. That's the thing. I don't want to – I just want to, like, very quickly say the thing with – while I totally disagree with Justin's um, public support of Chris Brown and all that stuff, I – I'm very anti-cancel culture. So it's not like he posts that and I'm like, Justin Bieber is canceled. Like, what? what is productive about that? No, I think that what would be amazing if someone could sit down with him, have a very productive conversation where they ex- explain to him calmly and soundly the reason why that could be problematic or why that could be hurtful and offensive in a lot of people's eyes, specifically women's eyes. Maybe it would be a conversation that Haley could have with him in an ideal world. And then maybe he could move on from there. Like, just because someone is maybe misinformed and not taking things so seriously, I would never want to publicly like try to cancel them. I just that is not how we operate. Yeah, no, I won't, we won't be canceling Justin Bieber. No, he's a, he's an excellent performer. We like the guy. I think that he's, his vision is totally skewed on this one. But okay, um, is there anything else in news that you want to talk about before we go to the award ceremony? You know, I don't think so. I mean, I know that there's so much Met Gala stuff that's going to happen right after we finish this episode. And you guys are going to be messaging us about it. Trust me, we're going to freak out about it too. But we'll have to talk about it next week. Or maybe we'll do some fun stories or something. I would love a good story. I know. (laughs) Okay, moving on now to our award ceremony. I know typically we give two different nominees and then we tell you guys the winner. But this week, the winners were so clear that we just want to go out and tell them. Rachel? Yes, Emmy. (laughs) So the first for funniest was Sophie Turner. So Joe Jonas posted this video of he was, you know, backstage at the BBMAs for a rehearsal. And there was they have all the pictures of everybody's um, where they're sitting on their seat. So he was sit- talking. He posted a video of him talking to Sophie's seat with like her picture on it, like trying to hit on her. And he writes spitting game at Sophie T. And she comments, try all you like, slut. You ain't getting this, which was so funny. Again, I fucking love that. Yeah, she's just chill. Um, so congratulations, Sophie Turner. You are the recipient for this week's funniest comment. And then for best clapback, Noah Cyrus out of left field, she posted a picture of a mirror selfie of her in sweatpants and kind of like a sports bra. And someone writes, my 13 year old friend has bigger tits than you. And she she responds, you look at your 13 year old friend's tits. (laughs) (laughs) We loved this one. We really did. Yeah. We love that one. I don't know. It's like Noah out of left field. Also such a good point. Like, yeah, wait, (laughs) why didn't I think of that? (laughs) That guy was probably like, fuck, (laughs) unless he's like 13. Um, Okay, let us transition now to our Kardashian recap, which is obviously one of our favorite parts. I thought you would never ask. As you guys know, yesterday we did a whole uh, bonus show about the episode, but these are just other things that happen in the world of Kardashians. So, number one, Travis's 28th birthday. Oh my God. It was literally the event of the century. It was the event of the century. So basically, Minnie Weiss and Jeff Leatham obviously were the geniuses behind this, and Kylie did the whole creative direction. So it was... Kylie threw the whole thing. Obviously, that doesn't need to be said, but it was gas station themed. So everything had Travis Scott themed products. So there was like Scott paper towels. There was uh, like Windex, all this type of stuff. There was a Hennessy slushy machine. John Boy, who is one of the most famous and well-respected tattoo artists in Hollywood, was there also doing tattoos. Kylie and Trav got what we think is matching tattoos, but we're not sure what they are. Um Kylie's best friend, Stas, who has definitely replaced Jordan, got a stormy tattoo on the back of her arm. That's kind of crazy. To me, you know what that was like? 
I mean, you know how fucking hard I go for Stoss. I like. Yeah, no one goes harder. No, I go harder. But no one went harder for Jordan. I know it's true. I go hard for all. I really like. You better be careful. I know. I I know. I feel I feel good putting my score behind Stoss. But anyway, to me that was kind of like, and I'm not saying I know she did it because she wanted to. She loves Stormy, but also like. I am etching in my skin that I am the new Jordan. You know what I mean? In the sense of like that was her. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that was, was that, that was like being branded. It was like written. Yeah, it was like written seriously. Her commitment to Kylie almost like I feel like she wanted Kylie to know how serious it is. And I'm going to put it on my body. You know? you know what's so funny about the tattoo thing is that I have no desire to get a tattoo, and yet I saw that and I was like, I know if I was there, I would have gotten one. We said that to each other. Yeah. It's so funny. Tattoos are never really my thing. I think that it can look very hot on certain guys, but like personally for myself, it's not something I really ever have any desire to do. But there's something about a little John Boy tattoo that does kind of excite me. Also, when are you ever just going to get a John Boy tattoo? You know what I mean? It's like even if you wanted to pay the money and they're very expensive, it's a waiting process. You don't just get in. Number one, it's a waiting process. And number two, in the course of waiting, I probably would talk myself out of it. Yeah. So to have just to go to Travis's party, you're a little drunk from the Hennessy slushy machine. You're like, oh, fuck, John Boy, what's up? You know what I mean? Exactly. We'd get stormy too, quite frankly. <laughs> We'd probably get Saint. <laughs> yeah. Okay. For, you, you'd get rain. I'd get Saint, right? Or you'd get – we'd both get Saint. I don't know. I don't – no, it's like we love rainbow and push comes to shove. It's saying all the way. Yeah, it's yeah. like the fact that you made me try to pick one of the two. I, it's, I know. Like, it's like when you flip a coin when you're like trying to decide something. And it's like, oh, just let the coin decide. And then it doesn't give you the outcome <laughs> that you like deep down wanted. That's how I felt about rain and saying. <laughs> yeah. But also in light of Sunday's episode, we we're getting Mason. <laughs> no. Mason is. I know. We, we talked about that at length yesterday. We're, we're newly found. Not We've always been obsessed with Mason. It's, it's, it's really, just another level. Yeah. Leveled up. A couple other things that I want to say from the birthday party. Um, Kylie gave Travis a, a Lambo as a gift, which I don't even know I'm reporting on because she gives cars so frequently that it's just not a big deal. But that's just become and so. yeah, we've never gotten one. Yeah, no. Um, also, the cake. His cake was, cake was in the shape of a giant uh, Nike shoe with Stormy on it. It was his shoe. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, also, so, you know, because it was Travis's birthday, Kylie posted on Instagram. And the she posted this really nice post that was just saying how much she loves him and it's her best friend soulmate, all the stuff. And the last line of this post was, let's fuck around and have baby number two, which everybody, including ourselves, went wild. Duh. Yeah. Someone commented and said, um, yeah, like, give him, give Stormy a baby brother. And she was like, no, baby sister. Yeah, Heather commented that, Heather Sanders. Yeah, and everybody was like, oh, my God, do you think she's saying she's pregnant with a girl? No, I think she's saying she wants to be pregnant yeah. with a girl. I want them to have a boy. I don't know. I, I just know they're going to have at least three kids, so I'm not concerned. I'm sure there'll be a boy eventually. She said she wants to be pregnant by next year. Yeah, and she totally will be. Um, hopefully. Hopefully, yes, hopefully, of course. But I think, I don't know, t- to me I feel like um, they're they're both in a place where, assuming God willing, all goes well, they definitely would want it. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. A lot of people commented, I don't know if you saw this, and were like, were like, imagine being so rich that having a baby was just fucking around. Yeah. And like, I, I, people were saying like, that's so, like people were offended by that. And I, I understand where people are coming from, but I also feel like that was kind of just her way of saying, you know, to them, to them having another baby isn't a financial stress, you know? I think there's a lot of families. You don't have to be Kardashian level to fuck around and have another Yeah, kid. I didn't think, to me, I didn't, I thought people were reaching a little bit on My that My parents one. fucked around and had three. Like, what were they thinking? <laughs> hey, I was at the wedding. At your parents' wedding? Well, I, I mean, mean, it's still the I mean, my mom was thing. pregnant with I mean, they were trying. She was 39 at the time, so they, they wanted to get on it. Um, <laughs> no, they were literally going to get married before you were, they were pregnant, and then your dad was like, I don't know. There's not really a party I'd feel comfortable being out without him. <laughs> <laughs> that 
That's so funny. I made my dad, by the way, listen to the episode last week where you were imitating him. His Brooklyn oh, what do you think? He was dying. Oh. He likes when I imitate him. Yeah. One day when there's not so much content, we'll just tell you guys really funny stories about me, Julie, and my dad all hanging out at the apartment. Like, there's no, there's nothing more fun. There's nothing more fun than the three of us just hanging out. It's like, yeah, no, it's there's the best no time better time. In the it's world. like my two best friends. Um, okay. Also, Julie, take this one away. The Kanye and Jaden Smith reality show situation. Kanye. And Jaden Smith are going to be on a show together, Showtime. It's going to be through Showtime. And it's a very (laughs) Kanye concept. Um, It's called Omniverse. And it's going to explore ego through through Kanye West. And what that means, I'm not 100% sure of. But Jaden Smith is going to play a young Kanye West on the show. Amazing. I mean, I I, I believe it's going to be a miniseries. I think the episodes are only going to be 30 minutes. But you best believe it's going to be incredible. And Scooter Braun is one of the EPs on it. Yeah, which anything's good or touches turns to gold. Also, it was so funny. Every I love when people really understand our individual obsessions. This got sent to us so many times being like, Julie, are you okay? Like, I love when people – it's like I feel so heard when people do that. Me too. I feel so heard. It was kind of like with Jordan Gate when people were like, Emma – we know we know how hard you go for Jordan. Right. Yeah, we have yeah. A, we each have our individual thing. It's kind of like when people message us and are like say something about my dad. I'm like, you get it. Like you yeah, know yeah, he's yeah. the most important person in the world for me. Um Okay, other Kardashian news. Kim succeeded in helping another person get out of prison, um, a man named Jeffrey in Miami who served 22 years for a nonviolent low-level drug offense. So congratulations, Kim. As you know, she is making history. And congrats, Jeffrey. Oh, yeah, and congrats, Jeffrey, obviously. Um, Also, or more importantly, congrats, Jeffrey. Um, Also, Jordan's mom, Elizabeth Woods, commented on Kylie's picture for, uh, I think it was for Travis's birthday, Either she deleted the comment or we just could not find it when we scrolled. We scrolled for so long and we couldn't find it. I think she deleted it. I don't know for sure. Don't quote me. It may still be there. But people got it sent us. We did see it, but we just couldn't get the screenshot. If anybody's tried scrolling through 36,000 comments as they're actively coming in, it's the most stressful thing in the entire world. You can't even imagine. You're scrolling and then all of a sudden it's like one second, two second, one second comment, one second. I'm like... It's, it's just not worth it. Yeah. It's just not worth it. It's luckily not something that we really have to do anymore um, because of all the blue checks going up, but sometimes we do, and it is a little bit stressful. Also, we got a really interesting email. Uh, I think the last episode we were talking about, like we had all these questions about the Kardashian brand collabs and how that worked from a contractual perspective. And we got an email, and yes, I, I asked if I could use this piece of information so it's not me exposing anyone, um, from a girl who worked at one of the law firms that handled, um, you know, the brand collab for one of Kim's recent deals. And she basically said, yes. She's like, let me tell you something. Kim and Chris went through every single document themselves to the point where it wasn't even like they just had their lawyers review it. They had to go over every single word. And they said that it was as kind of like of an intensive and extensive process that they would, as we would have expected. She said it took like a year for one of her most recent um, deals to even be remotely remotely finished and zero surprises there honestly zero surprises there obviously um but in, in it it does say like you have to post a certain amount of times over the course of this this many years and this kind of stuff she said that, that was all into it and that they had to make like you know she had to make a certain agreements that she had to go to x place i'm not gonna say where to be able to um to in terms of the promotion tour so like it was yes. a it was a bigger deal it wasn't like she's getting paid x amount of money all of the promotions whether that story whatever was outlined that's the information that we got um, I also just want to say we have gotten – always we get really, really nice emails. We have that comments by at gmail.com and some of you guys use it to ask us questions or to voice things that you want to talk about in the show or really just to give your responses to episodes when we ask certain things and we love reading it because I think it, it definitely informs our content. Mm-hmm. But also we just get some really like thoughtful, kind emails that I 
personally am so appreciative of because I think it's it takes so much time. You know, like you don't owe us anything. You don't have to spend the time to write to us how nice it was. And we got so many. Um, and I really try hard to, you know, answer all of them. And if I haven't gotten back to you yet, I will, especially, you know, if it's a short email, maybe not. But if it's a really long, thoughtful email, I always will respond. It just may take a little while because there are so many. Um, but we got one from this woman, Joan. And if you're listening to this, I haven't gotten back to you yet, but I will. It's on my list. It was such a kind email and um we feel so fortunate that we were able to help you through kind of a hard time in your life and just a lot of you guys it's it's really really sweet um it means a lot to us it really does so we appreciate that and we are definitely in in fewer words we're looking for ways to to become more interactive with you guys and that's something that we definitely just stay tuned for because it's something we're working on we really feel like we have this community of people that are so invested in pop culture but also invested in it in the way that we are in the sense they're really not looking to bash they're kind of just looking to talk intensely yes and like almost follow our journey also and so we're going to lean into that more definitely and something we're thinking about so stay tuned for that um and i'm going to just do one more plug if you at all enjoy the episodes and you want to take the one minute to write a review on on iTunes, it really, really helps us so much. And if you screenshot that and email it to us, comments by slubspot at gmail, I will respond to you. And we've gotten so many since last week. We so appreciate it. I can't even tell you. It takes one second and it means a lot to us. So that's all for this week. We will see you guys next week. There's going to be so much to get into. We just got, uh, Isabel just texted us saying Cher is, re- is performing at the Met Gala. So I'm sure there's so many things about that that we're going to want to get into. And uh, we love you guys, and we will see you next week. So I'm a big fan of transparency across all aspects of life. Like, generally speaking, there's pretty much nothing I wouldn't rather be told straight up. But specifically, when I'm buying something or paying for a service... I just want to know what I'm getting myself into. And oftentimes there can be so much nonsense or so much yada yada. For example, sneaky terms hidden in the fine print of contracts or bills that randomly go up without properly alerting you or budget airlines with cheap fares, but then exorbitant fees to make up for it elsewhere. And we just should not need to be dealing with this type of yada yada in our lives. And yes, you could read every single word of every single contract and that's one way of avoiding it. Or you can go with a trusted brand like Metro by T-Mobile It helps you to get ahead and not pull you back. That's right. You don't take yada yada from life, so don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada, which honestly gives so much peace of mind. Like you shouldn't have to compromise for an okay option with sacrifices when you really deserve that full transparency. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide.